Uh, here we go. Hour number two. Chad Hubbard. Dave Harrigan. Give us a follow on Twitter right now. Let's go. What are you waiting for? Maybe a million dollars comes your way if you follow us on Twitter right now. At Dave underscore Harrigan at Chad Hartman Show. The only way you find out if you get a million dollars if you follow us. Might be a chance. Uh, Laura Yoon has this column, Star Tribune Online. And I was very intrigued by it. Let me give you a, a part of what Laura offered up. It's available again, startribune.com. The final injustice to strike Seth Snyder would not be the sudden and devastating loss of his wife, but the realization that the steps the couple took to ensure financial security in the case of such a tragedy would be all for naught. She points out that she wrote about this heartbreaking story where Radhika, a 39-year-old family physician, died by suicide after apparently suffering a postpartum psychosis following the birth of her second child. Snyder was left to manage raising a newborn and an eight-year-old daughter on his own. Laura writes about GoFundMe and a lot of people helping out. But then you get to Radhika's life insurance policy. Many policies have an exclusion period that exempts insurance companies from paying death benefits to survivors if the policyholder takes their own life within the first two years of coverage. The so-called suicide clause. It's meant to protect firms from fraud and financial risk. But as Laura writes, it's cruel blow to already traumatized families and subscribes to the outdated notion of mental illness. She writes about research showing that many people who attempted suicide did it decided upon it hastily rather than methodically planning it. Sue Abderholden, who's been on this station many times, who is the direct executive director of NAMI Minnesota. It's beyond me to think. Someone's going to decide they're going to kill themselves, take out a life insurance policy, and wait two years to take their own life. It doesn't make sense. Her group is pushing to change state law that it would reduce the exclusion period from two years to one, in line with how it works, by the way, in North Dakota, Colorado, and Missouri. The bill is a compromise. They initially wanted the exclusion period to be reduced to three months. But as it now stands, the bill has the support of the Minnesota insurance lobby. A unanimous and bipartisan vote in the House Committee last week bodes well. So a little more on this story, and then I definitely want your feedback at 651-461-9226 because this can be a very personal story. And if you're willing to share some of the most personal parts of your life, if somehow you were touched by something like this, I would greatly appreciate it. You can always reach out to us at 651-461-9226. So the couple first took out a policy in 2012 when they were expecting their first child. 
2019, they updated the benefit amount. She died two weeks before the two-year period expired. The husband said he was offered only the return of the premiums paid in the last two years, even though the couple were policyholders with State Farm for nine years. He and his wife and others like her did not buy life insurance with the intent of defrauding a wealthy financial service firm. Snyder told legislators last week, people who die by suicide are victims of severe and legitimate illness. And their surviving family members do not deserve the additional cruelty of financial instability when their lives have been shattered. State Farm, by the way, declined to comment about this case case or its practices in general. Dave, I know there are the very, very rare case where it's a scam. And it's a perverted, odd scam. Let's be honest. When you're talking about death and taking someone's life. And in almost all those cases, significant mental health is a part of what is going on here. So do you have people who potentially are criminal running from the law? They don't want to face the repercussions. They're going to take their life, but they want their family to benefit. Or or other extraordinarily rare, atypical situations. Sure. But the overwhelming number, it's got to be 95, 96, 97, 98%. Maybe not. You could convince me 99 are families who paid for insurance, made all their payments, had no idea suicide was going to be a part of it. And if they fall into that two-year period or whatever it might be for certain other companies, they don't get the money. It... If if somebody tells me it's three months, okay, three months to to protect the very rare case when it is a financial ploy under a scenario I laid out or some other scenario you can lay out. But with the greater realization that we have about mental health was still a long way to go. We are honestly going to say for businesses, insurance, and these unspeakable tragedies for some that they're not going to get life insurance. That if someone dies unexpectedly an illness, of illnesses that come living longer, that you're okay. And good, by the way, it's good that that you have this as an option. Not required. You might decide you're going to invest money elsewhere and the trade-off's not worth it. That's your call. But this horrifying event happens. A couple 
postpartum, we know how cruel postpartum can be. Another part of life we don't talk about enough, by the way. And because she wasn't who she was before until this psychosis from postpartum took over. This man and these two children should not receive the proper amount. Absolutely not for me. I want to hear what Dave has to say, and I want to hear what you have to say about this. And if you have an experience to share, this is a show where we love transparency, whether it's us, whether it's you, it is greatly appreciated. But even if this didn't touch you directly, what are your thoughts on it? Maybe you want to defend the businesses, not just State Farm, but others who look at this. Love to get your feedback. Cities one talk and text line six five one four six one nine two two six. That's how you can track us down. I'll remind you that our friend Jamie Ukas is going to join us at the bottom of the hour. All right, Dave Harrigan, we're talking about the Laura Yoon column. I think a very good topic available to you, Star Tribune dot com on basically suicide insurance where is the exclusion period what do they pay very difficult example about a family having their second child and a very successful individual dealing with postpartum psychosis and what the insurance did and did not pay a lot of texts coming in We have uh, Jeff on hold, who has worked in the insurance business for a long time. Before we get to Jeff and get to the text, what do you want to say on this, sir? Because I, as I made the point last hour, in my view, and I'll be very curious what Jeff has to say, I think it's an incredibly small percentage who are trying to use this as some financial scam. And the overwhelming number, when it involves suicide, it's mental health. It's excruciating circumstances. And so if you want to tell me there's a three-month window where somebody dies during that period, no. But after that, you should get the money, in my view. Well, you're not going to get me to say, won't somebody think of the insurance companies on this topic? I, I can't imagine being in the position, having lost your spouse with family, your kids, and than not being able to collect on at least the financial benefits to keep you stable financially as a family as you're as you're going through an unspeakable tragedy. I, I that's it. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah, I agree with you. It's probably a very slim margin that would use something like this as a as a way to scam the insurance companies. Boy, that's. I don't know. I I, I can see why insurance companies for a long time. This would be the policy. This would be, you know, what they're worried about. But I think we've come far enough in 2023 that, you know, as one of the quotes you pointed out, no one's – how many people out there are going to change their policy or get a new policy knowing that suicide is on their mind but they have to wait two years to do it? So, well, let's, let's, let's just hold off on the two years till I commit suicide. No, that's, that's ridiculous. Jeff, thank you very much for calling in. You're on WCCO. Thanks, Chad. Good talking with you. 
I've been in the, uh, I'm retired now. I retired eight years ago, but about 40 years in the uh, insurance industry, mostly with life insurance. And my father committed suicide about 40 years ago with no life insurance, even though I was in the industry. Um, and I did want to say that there are some companies, and the first company I worked for only had a one-year suicide exclusion. So those are available out there. And in my 40 years, I had uh, a number of death claims where I delivered checks to families. Um, and there was only one that happened on a suicide. It was not a policy that I wrote, but it was a policy I inherited. And the person committed suicide a year and three days after the inception of the policy. So obviously that was a planned um, experience for, for that individual. And the biggest thing with denying of death claims is the incontestability clause, which if there's any fraudulent information on an application, the company has two years to go back and then contest the death claim. But a two-year suicide exclusion, I don't think that's necessary. I think three months is probably fine. Like I said, 40 years right. representing many different companies, um, it doesn't happen very often. I would think, and stay with me for one more question, Jeff, that we're headed that way. I'm even surprised that the compromise in the state is going to be a year. Three months should be the way to go, right? One year is a long time. It is a long time. And I think three months is, takes care of, well, I would think it would be 99% of the problem. It just doesn't yes. happen. I did have an unusual case with a woman, a, uh, a single parent with a young child, uh, I had sold her some term insurance, and it was about a year out, maybe a year and a half, she called me up and she said she had to cancel the policy because if she kept it, then she would commit suicide so that the money would go to her daughter, but she wouldn't have her mother. So a, a total 180-degree turn from the normal problem with this thing. And uh, we discussed it at length. She did cancel the policy, and she's doing fine today, as far as I know. Thanks for calling in, Jeff. I appreciate it. Let's get to some of the text here on this topic. Don't forget uh, UCAS in about six, seven minutes. Hey, Chad, you know the seven pages of fine print on your policy? You have to read them. They're there for a reason, and they're there to protect the insurance company, not the policyholder. Let's be honest, Dave, on... <laughs> So many things that we end up signing. Uh, how often do we go through the fine print? Zero percent of the time. Yeah, honestly, I think uh, maybe it's a speck higher that than that, but it's barely higher than that. Um, among the tax here, depression is a physical disease. It's a chemical imbalance. Depression can be hereditary. People can't control any more than cancer or other illnesses. The insurance companies need to wake up. My son has severe depression. The last couple of weeks have been horrible for him. I feel helpless and I'm scared. It takes a long time to find the correct medicine and then the correct dose. The insurance companies, the regular people, need to get a clue. Donna. Donna, you raise so many good points. And Dave, it's... I mean, we are significantly better 
than we were with public conversations, insurance, funding for mental health. But compared to other illnesses, we still have too many people who treat this unlike other illnesses. And that's grotesquely cruel, in my opinion. It's one of those invisible illnesses, right? You know, it's it's not cancer. You, you can't see somebody losing their hair or, you know, all, all the other physical side effects. Yeah, there can be some certainly with depression. But in a lot of ways, it's, you know, you can walk down the street and not know that somebody is having an, an awful day with depression issues. Among the texts. Chad, the two-year clause makes sense. There are many who would take advantage. Costs would skyrocket. Ask an actuary. I 1,000% disagree. Many are going to take advantage. Well, first of all, for a lot of policies, it's been that way forever. So this is more realistic. The idea that we're going to have a change in suicides if we lower these numbers, I don't believe at all. For those folks who are dealing with mental health, this is going to be the tipping point. I think, again, that is an incredibly small amount of people. Our friend Yukis, Jamie Yukis, is moments away on CCL. 